Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to Wrestling Days Reviews. We are reviewing SmackDown and we've got so much to talk about. Of course, uh, everyone is talking about White Rabbit. Uh, we are going to touch on White Rabbit. There's plenty to talk about with White White Rabbit. Um, but let's get to the actual show. We, we need to just race into it. Um, so the show began with the bloodline. So the bloodline kicked off the show. It took ages for them to come down to the ring. It normally takes ages. Uh, and it took ages this time as well. I think it was like seven, eight minutes till they got in the ring and actually said anything. This whole segment took about 20 minutes of the show. So a lot of this show was dedicated to the bloodline. I must admit, by the time we got to the end of it, I thought it was brilliant. But uh, the start was quite slow. Um, and I don't know, there wasn't really much being said. But uh, things really did start picking up when Roman turned to Solo Sokoa and said that he wanted him to acknowledge him. Roman wanted Solo to acknowledge him. Obviously, uh, Solo is like new to the bloodline. And uh, Roman just wanted to know that he was on board, basically. Solo had no problems doing that. Solo acknowledged Roman, no hesitation, and Roman embraced Solo Sokoa. That was a nice little moment. They're wearing what looked like new shirts as well. And it was pointed out by uh, you guys in the community during our watch along that Sammy was the only one not wearing a new shirt. And we've said this for a few weeks on these reviews. I do think that the T-shirts are an indication of something. I do think they're important because if you're going to be seen internationally around the world, you're not just going to throw any old shirt on. Like, you're going to, there's going to be some thought into what shirt you're wearing. And Sammy has been wearing a shirt that's different to everyone else. And actually... He is still wearing a shirt, even now, that's different to everyone else. So even that is still interesting. But uh, it was great to see some of you in the chat saying that you'd spotted this week that they were all wearing the new shirt except for Sammy. And then that actually became part of the story because Roman, uh, you know, uh, embraced Solo because he had acknowledged him. They go to leave and then Sammy's like, I've, I've got something to say. And he actually stops them uh, uh, before they could leave. And he says, I would like to acknowledge Roman as well. And uh, he doesn't quite get the reaction that he's expecting because Roman says, look, Sammy, why are you wearing that bloodline shirt? Why, why are you even here? And like, honestly, Sammy is absolutely crestfallen. Um, it gets to the point where you don't need to tell Jay. Uh, you don't need to give Jay too much of an opportunity to jump in and attack Sammy. So Jay was right over there. As soon as uh, Roman was like, I want you to take the shirt off. He, Jay didn't even really give him much time. Jay was literally ripping the shirt off of Sammy Zayn. Like he had the shirt, he was ripping it. Uh, crowds feel so sorry for Sammy. There's Sammy chants. Uh, coming from the crowds, uh, Sammy plays this part just so well, so, so well. And uh, he's just standing there with his ripped up bloodline shirt. I made the joke on the stream because Roman was like, I don't want to see you wearing that bloodline shirt ever again. And the point I made was he's not going to be able to. You've just literally ripped it off his body. Like all he's got now are just like shreds of a shirt. 
but Roman turned around and said, I don't want to see you wearing that again. I want to see you wearing this. And he chucked him a brand new shirt. And that's this image uh, that's on screen right now. If you are watching on YouTube, Sammy receiving his new shirt. Still not the same as everyone else. It says honorary oose, but he was over the moon. He was absolutely over the moon. Um, there's a, a picture on screen again on YouTube of uh, Sammy like holding the shirt, just being really humble, saying thank you. Like this means so much to Sammy. Like he just grabs Roman, bear hugs Roman, just oh, just couldn't squeeze him tighter. Um, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. It was brilliant. Um, and as I said, you know, this whole segment, we took the long way round. It took us a while to get to the good stuff. But once we got there, it was really good. Really, really good. So new We The Ones bloodline shirts. Sammy has got a new honorary Oos shirt, which is great. Who's not going to buy an honorary Oos shirt? We can all walk around now being honorary Ooses. So uh, that's a really great design. Store is great. It's just all great. It's just absolutely brilliant. I, I love this. I could not get enough of this. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. So great open to the show. Then we went to our first match. Our first match was Liv Morgan taking on Lacey Evans. We haven't seen much of Lacey Evans, if anything at all. And uh, honestly, this threw me off because at first I thought that she had dyed her hair and like combed it over because there was like this green brown kind of streak that was going across her forehead. Turns out when we got a better look that it was it was camo. She's she started to put camo on her face, but not all over her face. Just the side of her forehead. So she's camouflaging like part of her forehead. I don't, I don't get this. I don't understand this. I kind of feel like if you're going for camo, go for camo. If you're doing it as like a little signature thing, then I, maybe I can understand it. But I don't know. I don't think this even looks good. This this doesn't even look good. I didn't even know what it was when I first saw it. So this isn't working for whatever this is. It's not working for me. The match worked for me, though. I actually thought that Lacey looked really vicious during this match. There's one moment in particular where Liv's getting beaten up. She's on her knees and she like screams at Lacey, like kind of, she just lets it out, kind of like, is that all you've got? And she kind of screams back and Lacey just bang, kicks her in the chest so hard. Liv just goes, boof, gets knocked back and um, gets made a bit humble for a moment. Uh, of course, Liv would go on to win the match. Basically how it ends is Lacey would jump out the ring. She would grab a kendo stick. She would come in. Uh, she wouldn't get a chance to use it. Liv would... Uh, capitalized, double knees. I think, is it called the Oblivion, um, which is like a frontliner uh, kind of a thing. And basically it means that Liv wins. Liv wins, no surprise. She's the champ. She's going to be going to Extreme Rules to take on Ronda. Her losing to Lacey here would have made no sense whatsoever. So yeah, Liv gets the win. And then she chases uh, Lacey out the ring with a kendo stick. Uh, they did make a bit of a thing out of is uh, live extreme. Can she go extreme? And so uh, Corey Graves was saying, I don't think she can. And she did hesitate with the kendo stick, but then she went for it. And, um, you know, Michael Cole was like, live has shown she can go extreme. 
Uh, she even goes and grabs a table in uh, one of the best kind of shots, one of the, mo the best looking moments uh, was this right here where Liv actually climbs uh, up top on top of the ring post. She's got Lacey on a table that obviously plays well to the crowd. And then she comes crashing down. I think it was a senton off the top through uh, Lacey, through the table. Um, I got asked during the watch long what I thought about this. I think this was a way of winning over fans. I think that if you love Liv, you're going to have loved this. If you uh, hate Liv or don't like Liv, you're not going to have liked this. If you are 50-50, I think that, that you are who this was catered to you. This was to you. Uh, you know, listen, WWE know every uh, or any time that tables can be involved. Crowds love tables. They're always chanting for tables during like um, street fights in particular. We want tables. Chance is one of the first chants that breaks out. So any baby face that's going to take any opportunity to grab a table, they are automatically going to be cheered because people love tables. Then not only did she get a table, she ended up doing like a really cool looking spot with it as well. Um, and the way it was framed, the way it was shot, this was one of the bigger moments uh, action wise tonight. So uh, they're definitely uh, all in on Liv. They want Liv to be positioned as a face. They want um, people to be supporting her. They obviously want to distance themselves from the uh, SummerSlam controversy. So yeah, there was a, a quite a bit of work that was done here to kind of get Liv over with those that maybe haven't bought into her so far. And um, I can only imagine it worked. To be honest, I didn't have a look at the reaction on Twitter, but um, my thoughts are that this probably played very, very well. Uh, then we went backstage with Hit Row. Uh, they were in like a changing room. It was a bit of a, a party room. Uh, there was like big sofas and everything. Uh, they were chatting about saying they wanted whoever wins the main event next. So uh, the main event tonight was Brawling Brutes against the Usos. Hit Row were saying they want to be next. They they want title shots, basically. Uh, on the TV screen, and I admit I did not see this. I wasn't, I should be prepared for these things and I should be scanning all the time. But um, I was so focused on 9.23 that uh, I wasn't really uh, looking uh, for like QR codes and all that kind of stuff. I thought 923 is when we would get it. The reason why 923 is the, the white rabbit clue that we got the other day that said 923 and it was written as a date and then it changed color and it changed format and it then was written as a time. So we had the date and we had the time. So tune in on this date and be there for this time. That is what it seemed to suggest. And uh, the time was written in blue as well, which is obviously the SmackDown color. I mean, you don't really need to be Columbo to work this out. But um, yeah, tune in at this date, tune in at this time. And that was very much uh, what um, I would say the vast majority of people were looking to do. So in my mind, 923 is what I was looking for. At this point, we're, at, I don't know, about 20 to 9. We're about a good 40 minutes still before that. But anyway, uh, over on the TV screen, there was a QR code. A uh, little bit tricky to scan this one, but I think it did work. People were able to scan it, but um, there was definitely people going, 
and saying that Montez at one point got in the way of it. So, uh, yeah, it was on the TV screen. This was about 22, and it took you to uh, the game that was uh, leaked, maybe accidentally, maybe on purpose, uh, leaked before the show. Now, for those of you that didn't see the game, I do have a screenshot of it. Uh, it is this right here. So it's basically a maze. You are the rabbit. You can control the rabbit and move the rabbit through the maze. And you've got to get to the door, the door that's in the center. You've got to avoid the fire, right? So it's another game. These all seem to be kind of kids games, which is very Firefly Funhouse when you think about it. That was all uh, kids focused. And these are all kids games. Uh, as well as this, uh, I said in the video, this felt like it looked like a head to me. Uh, I can see a nose. I can see some eyes. I can even see hair. But I can understand people uh, maybe not going for that theory. But I would be interested if you don't think that's a face, if you don't think that's a head, I would be interested to know what you think it is. Or maybe you don't think it's anything. Maybe you don't think that's in the shape of anything. But as soon as I saw it, I could see eyes and a nose. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just something else to think about. There is a fire that you need to avoid. And again, that made me think of Firefly Funhouse. Um, and basically, you got to get the rabbit to the door in the center. Uh, apparently, if you go into the fire or you, I don't know, go out of bounds, you just respawn. So it's not like anything else happens. I would love to play this game and just move the rabbit around on every available square just to see if it does unlock anything. I have to think someone's done that. And I have to think if it did, it probably would have showed itself by now. So I think really your only option is uh, either to die and respawn or to go through the door. I wonder if there's a limit on how many times you can respawn. I mean, what would happen if you just kept killing the rabbit again and again and again and again? There was a really great theory, actually. Really great theory. I forget who mentioned it now. Um, oh, man, this is where I need to be writing down even more. But someone during the watch long said that is very like Rambling Rabbit. Rambling Rabbit kept dying and coming back alive and dying and coming back alive. And this rabbit you can kill and he comes back alive and you can kill and he comes back alive. So I thought that was really interesting as well. But basically, when you do go through the door, this is what you get. So you get the rabbit, you get the coordinates. The coordinates take you to the venue where Raw is going to be. So it's moving us on to Raw. Um, and you get this patricide. Now, patricide is to do with killing one's father. Um, quite heavy stuff. Uh, and that has now sparked a lot of conversation because Bray Wyatt's actually did a uh, promo where he talks about killing his father. I think it was actually Bray's first promo uh, where he talks about killing his own father from FCW. FCW was the developmental brand before NXT. So uh, that's where Bray started. The Bray Wyatt character started. And I, I don't know if it's his very first promo. It's certainly one of the first, if not the first. And what's interesting is in that as well, he actually uses the line, come with me. And that was uh, written above the QR code and was in the very first uh, video clip uh, when you clicked or scanned the QR code. So, so far we've had two clues. And so far, 
uh, the two clues contain things that link to that very first Bray Wyatt promo. So this is very interesting, very interesting. Uh, we've done videos on it. If this interests you, go to YouTube, go to Wrestling Days. There is a playlist that's got all the White Rabbit videos that we've done in there. And obviously, the more recent ones are at the start. And we cover everything. We cover uh, both of the clips. We cover theories. There's a 50-minute theory video. Um, and this Sunday, we will look to do a live stream as well. I'm going to do a live stream this Sunday where we're going to talk all about uh, White Rabbit. So, yeah, kind of uh, White Rabbit burnt out in a way, but I am loving it. A lot of people ask me, who do I think it is? And my honest answer is, if I had money, I would be putting that on Bray right now, but I am still keeping an open mind. Uh, in If it's not Bray or it doesn't turn out to be Bray, I will not be disappointed. I am enjoying the journey. I'm really enjoying the journey. I'm loving the journey, actually. So if it turned out to be uh, Corbin, if it turned out to be Nikki A.S.H., if it turns out to be Joe Gacy being called up, uh, if it turns out to be Karrion Cross Alter Ego, um, if it turns out to be any of those things, I won't be disappointed. I'm just really enjoying looking at the clues, chatting with you guys about it, and just, just kind of working through it, really. Um, I do have a Discord, and in that Discord, we will be talking about White Rabbit, and we have been talking about White Rabbit. Um, one of the things I want to do in there is just put all the theories down in one of the channels so you can just read through all the different theories, like the one a one-stop shop, basically, for any and all theories. So that is definitely something I want to do, probably before Sunday, actually probably before Sunday, maybe Sunday, I will do that. And then we'll do the stream on the night. So yeah, lots going on with uh, White Rabbit, but that is the latest. Really focus on that word. It's it's the word at the end that is like the key. The word at the end, uh, it does change. Sometimes it's coal and sometimes it's patricide. I think the coal is what you get when you've been naughty. And I think that that's not the real present. I think the real present is the patricide. And I think that's the real clue. That's 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 how I've interpreted it anyway. There are rumors that other words do come back, but I've not seen any screenshots or anything, uh, any proof of that yet. So I'm, I'm waiting to see um, if that is true. The only words that um, I would believe is extreme. A lot of people have said they've seen the word extreme come back, which would point to extreme rules. But as I said, I've not seen a single screenshot of that yet. So I don't know how true that is. But I've seen Cole and I've seen certainly uh, this uh, patricide. So that is the latest uh, in regards to all of that. Uh, then we got uh, backstage with Madcap and we had Ricochet. They were uh, laying into Sammy uh, verbally, not physically. And Solo came across and just destroyed him and chucked him into the shutters, went mental at them. And Sammy was like, if you mess with me, you mess with the bloodline. Like, it's really good. This has actually set a matchup for next week. We're going to see these uh, four in a tag match next week. And that was announced later in the show. Uh, also announced were Royal Rumble tickets. I thought I'd mention this because there might be some people watching that would like to go. 
So Royal Rumble tickets, San Antonio, Texas, January 28th, 2023. Tickets available next Friday. Then uh, we went to our next match. This was New Day taking on Maximum Male Models. And uh, we had Maxine Dupree taking photos on the outside, which I thought was kind of fun. And obviously Maximum Male Models do all their posing and everything during the match. Uh, they lose the match, though, unsurprisingly. So uh, it is a win for the New Day. What was surprising, though, is what happened next. And what happened next was Max Dupree freaked out. He takes off his jacket. He paces around. He chucks his jacket down and he storms off. So obviously it's felt and there's been teases that were building towards L.A. Knight. And uh, it looks like that is coming. What I would say about White Rabbit is, yes, a lot does point to Bray. I am certainly not 100% that it is Bray, but I think that Bray is growing as the favorite. But someone like Baron Corbin would love to throw you off, lead you down a path, and then come out laughing, saying, oh, did you think it was someone else? I could definitely see Baron Corbin doing that. I don't know that Max Dupree or L.A. Knight would do that, but it does feel like we're on the verge of changing his gimmick as well. So, um, you know, could this all be a way of launching L.A. Knight? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. But it's just it's good to think about. As I said, keep an open mind that way. Whatever happens, uh, you won't be too disappointed. I know a lot of you want Bray and it's Bray or nothing. But um, just keep an open mind. Uh, then we went backstage and we had Los Lotharios hitting on BFAB. She was very unimpressed. Very unimpressed. Uh, and this led to like a big brawl. Uh, I didn't see any QR codes at this point. Certainly not on the TV screen. It said hit row now. Uh, so didn't see anything here. But there was a, a big brawl uh, backstage uh, with uh, Los Lotharios. Uh, and hit row, and I think there's a few other people getting involved. To be honest, at this point, I was looking for more QR codes. <laughs> That's the only problem now. Like, trying to pay attention to the show and keep an eye out for QR codes. It's tricky. Then we went to a tail of the tape. I took a picture of this because we, we don't normally have this, but a tail of the tape, Braun Strowman and Otis uh, going up against each other. Uh, this was a match, obviously, uh, made the other day. Uh, when they had a confrontation, which I think was on Raw. And uh, yeah, this was kind of fun. It's kind of nice seeing a tail of the tape. Uh, so um, yeah, I took a picture of this because it was just something different. Uh, led to a match. Uh, a lot of people at this at this point were getting really quite close to 9.23. And so people are like, oh, 9.23, it's going to be Braun. Like it'll connect to Braun and everything which was a really good theory, but sadly the match ended before 9.23. Uh, Braun picked up the win and that was it, basically. So uh, Braun Strowman with uh, a powerbomb uh, picks up the victory and we move to our next segment. Backstage, we got the brawling brutes. Um, I do think these guys are a little bit catchphrase heavy. They've got their fight night, fight night, fight night, fight night. They've got that, which... I don't think is the best catchphrase in the world. It's not one that um, has really grabbed me, but they were chanting that. 
And then they moved on to another chant, which was banger after banger after banger after banger. So they've got a couple of catchphrases at the moment. I don't know. Uh, these these brawling brutes having catchphrases. I think they're meant to come across as like lads down a pub that have had a few drinks, like to chant. I mean, that's a very English British thing to do. Like, you know, go out, sing songs down the pub, chant in a way. I think it's meant to be like that, but I, I don't know. It just doesn't kind of come across quite right. Doesn't come, maybe there's just not enough people. Perhaps they perhaps what they're hoping for is that the crowd are going to be chanting fight night and the crowd are going to be chanting banger after banger after banger. When it's just these three, it feels like it falls flat. But if it was them and the crowd joining in, then that that obviously would be a lot different. So I think they're really hoping the crowd are going to take to this. But um, we haven't seen any evidence of that yet. Uh, I can't say I've heard the crowd ever chant in Fight Night. I certainly haven't heard them chanting banger after banger after banger. But that is a new one in all fairness. So might take a little bit of time for that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I can see, I think, what they're trying to do. It just didn't quite grab me. Uh, then we went to the ring. And in the ring, we had Drew McIntyre. He says that he wants Carrion, and he wants Carrion in a strap match. Uh, this brought out Scarlet, and Carrion attacked from behind. Carrion attacked from behind. Drew still managed to uh, overpower him, put the strap on. And there was a moment where Carrion was, like, looking at this strap, and you could see it was so loose, so loose. He could easily have took it off. Uh, there was loads of room for him to take it off, but instead he was, like, mystified, and, like, took a moment to look at it. And then, of course, you know, Drew pulls him over. And then, like, they get into a big brawl, a big fight. And um, this goes in a direction that was quite strange. At this point, we are moments away from 9.23. And um, you could even actually look at this as being quite interesting. That at 9.23, we actually go to commercial break. So at 9.23, after all of that intrigue, all of that builds, Nothing happens. We're actually at commercial break. I don't know if that's a botch. I don't know if this segment was meant to be the 923 segment. I don't know. Maybe it was uh, just to throw us off and give us something to get excited about. And then, like, you know, because they'd already given us the QR codes, uh, perhaps like they perhaps they had plans and they didn't do it. Perhaps at 923 there was meant to be someone in the crowd, but they decided against that instead or I don't know. It's really strange, really strange that they would advertise uh, that 9.23 or hint at 9.23. And then at 9.23, you're at commercial break. Um, so, yeah, that was weird. But it is interesting that just before we went to commercial, it was Carrion and Drew, uh, because a lot of people think Carrion is involved somehow with White Rabbit. Anyway, the other connection, which is really interesting, is this. Scarlet throws a fireball at Drew. And that's interesting because what's in the clue, what's in the game for SmackDown? It is a maze and a rabbit trying to avoid fire. So um, how weird that the segment just before 9.23 not only involves Carrion and Scarlet, but involves fire. And that is something that features in the game. Now, is that a coincidence? Absolutely, it could be. Absolutely, it could be. 
But I think there's like different levels, isn't there, when it comes to coincidences? And I think that this one, it's very weird that, I mean, how often is fire used in wrestling? Fairly frequently, but not like every week by any means, by any means. And how many times do you see someone using a fireball? Like, again, so how strange that that was the segment just before 9.23, maybe should have been 9.23. Maybe this is what 9.23 should have been, but they were just a minute or two out. And, um, you know, it's fire, and that does feature in the clue this week. So, yeah, I thought that was a, an excellent point. Uh, that was, who made that point? Storm 22, I believe. Storm 22 made that point, and I thought it was an excellent, excellent point. Um, then we we carry on, basically, after that. We go to commercial break. That takes us to the break. When we come back, we get Raquel uh, Rodriguez taking on Dakota. This was weird. This was weird because it was really quick. Like, there wasn't really much to this match. Um, basically, we get, like, damage control interfering. That brings down Shotzi. Um, because of that distraction, Raquel picks up the victory. It's, it, this is messy. I, I must admit that for me, this was like a lower point in the show. I think this needed more time to breathe. And maybe, I don't know, maybe like the pacing was out or something. But um, this leads to like a big brawl, basically. We get damage control. We get Raquel. We get Shotzi. Leads to a, a big brawl. And that's how this segment ends. Then we go uh, backstage and there is a second QR code. Uh, it is on the podium. I don't believe it was there earlier. The point that I made was, did no one see who put it there? Who put it there? Could you not ask them what it's about? Could you not ask that person what this white rabbit thing's all about? Because apparently uh, the superstars don't know. Uh, Ronda Rousey actually did uh, a Twitch stream where she said that she hopes that it's going to be Bray, but she doesn't know. And um, yeah, so we get another QR code. This one, when you scan it, exactly the same. Exactly the same. So it doesn't give us anything any uh, different. This one, I think, was about uh, seven minutes after the 9.23. This was uh, with about half an hour left in the show. So I don't know. Was was this meant to be what we were supposed to get? Was was the show like seven minutes late? It was. Did the show overrun? Did the Roman segment go too long? Was this meant to be 923? Um, and so this is what we were meant to get. Is that why the Raquel match had no time? Because we were so running over? I don't know. I I do not believe 923 today was meant to be a commercial break. I do not believe that. I don't believe that. I think that either the fireball or this was meant to be 923. The fireball is like a minute or two before, and this is about seven minutes after. So they're both relatively close, but I don't think we were meant to be at a commercial break. So maybe a botch, maybe. But anyway, we get this. Um, and uh, as you can see, people just party and celebrate. And there's not really much you can read into that. Uh, then we get uh, adverts for what we're getting next week. And as we said, Ricochet Madcap taking on Sammy and Solo. That match, obviously, because of what happened earlier in the day. Uh, it was also announced, by the way, and I should mention this, that Sheamus is going to be facing Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. And I think that's really interesting. That's taking place on October 7th on the season premiere of SmackDown. 
And I think that's really interesting because like that's a big announcement and two weeks in advance as well. It does make me wonder if they are going to switch the belt over to Sheamus. Sheamus is red hot right now. And I think that he could have a long run with the Intercontinental belt and no one would mind. No one would be bothered if Sheamus has a good run with it. I think Gunther is brilliant. They might want to now start looking at moving him up the card. Maybe the plan was never to have a long Intercontinental title reign. Maybe it was just, let's get him on the show. Let's let him have some good matches and then like, you know, get him ready for next year when we're going to do big things with him. So, mate, I don't know. I can't quite get a read on this. I don't know if it's just going to be a rematch and Gunther wins. Or is it going to be a case that they saw the reaction to Sheamus? They saw how over he was at Clash. Maybe there's been some good reactions to him um, since. And maybe now they are thinking, well, let's get it on Sheamus. And then that will free Gunther up. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. But... It plays into the main event tonight because main event tonight, of course, was for the undisputed tag team championships, the undisputed tag team champions, the Usos defending against uh, Brawling Brutes. Um, a match was great. It was a, a really enjoyable match. But Imperium come down, interfere, um, and as a result, it is a victory for the Usos. And that's it. This show ends with the bloodline, the Usos uh, in particular, standing tall, uh, still your undisputed tag team champions. Whew. That is a lot of stuff to go through. Not tons on SmackDown, although there was a fair bit, but just more the White Rabbit stuff. I mean, what we've got now is not only a show, but we've got this White Rabbit thing going. Uh, like that's running alongside it and you're constantly looking for QR codes. You're constantly discussing theories. You're constantly looking out for other clues. Um, I mean, it's just like it's, it's added so much depth to the show. Uh, you know, apparently Paul Levesque, Triple H said at a recent financial meeting that they were going to start looking to put in Easter eggs into the shows for the hardcore fans. And I think that's such a good idea. But as I said during the watch along, I don't think that you can do that for too long. I think each campaign needs to be relatively short, needs to be like, you know, four weeks, max five weeks, something like that. Because uh, already on Twitter, we're seeing people getting a bit frustrated. There were some people that thought that Bray was going to come back on this show, on this SmackDown which uh, I, I didn't think that would happen. Um, I did wonder uh, uh, on Monday uh, what we would get, but I think that by, even by the time that we finished our stream on Monday, um, I think it was Wrestle with Andy made the point that it's more than likely going to be another clue. It's going to be another QR code. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah, I, I agreed with that, and so I wasn't expecting anyone. Um, so my expectations were met, to be honest, I, I was hoping for another clue, a good clue, not just something a bit rubbish that you're like, oh, that's disappointing. Well, I think this is very good. I think it's very good. And there's lots for us to talk about with it. So I'm certainly not disappointed. But yeah, I, I like this show has had a lot more depth to it now and Raw will as well, because not only are you watching the show, but it gives you something else to think about, look out for, discuss as well as what's what's on the show. So 
the shows are working on lots of different levels now. If you're just casual viewer, you might not have noticed those QR codes and the White Rabbit stuff might just be completely passing you by. If you're a hardcore fan, someone that's really engaged, well, then you've got a whole other thing to get your teeth into. So good, really, really good. Uh, I've got high praise for all of this. As I said, got to be careful with how long it runs for. I think Extreme Rules makes sense, but you could maybe push it to Crown Jewel. But I think Extreme Rules makes sense for the reveal. I do think that Bray is in the box seat. I do think Bray looks pretty good to be the main suspect. But by no means do I think that's a guarantee. And uh, I think you can make arguments for Carrium. I think you can make arguments for Nikki A.S.H., Corbin, Alexa. I think there's a few in the running. So keep an open mind, but it is uh, really good stuff. Let's have a look and see what you lot thought, though. Let's go over and see what people were saying. Uh, Neo Solar said people getting frustrated after one week is laughable. Uh, I did see that we've uh, got a new member, King Chris. Shout out to you, my friend. Really appreciate the support. So King Chris, appreciate it, buds. Um, people getting mad after one week have got the attention span of the average TikTok user, says Big Boy. Uh, BP said, has anyone thought White Rabbit is WR? What else is WR? Wyndham Rotunda. That's interesting. I like that. Gordon said, who do you see winning a six tag match between Gallus or my son, Marseille and Mansoir? Oh, Gallus all day long, mate. Gallus all day long. Nothing against your son, but uh, I think that um, I don't think you can rely on Marseille and Mansoir very much. Sila said, White Rabbit was a wrestling show held in Philadelphia in 2016. One of the wrestlers on that card was in the Bray promo from FCW. Nine plus two plus three is 14. This is the 14th Extreme Rules in Philadelphia. Wow. That one's pretty far down the rabbit hole. Uh, that one's pretty far down. I mean, in all fairness, if Carrion being called White Rabbit in Lucha Underground has got people talking, then the fact there was a wrestling show called White Rabbit that had uh, uh, a wrestler from Bray's promo. Who who was that? Was that Eli Cottonwood on that show? That's very interesting if someone's found a White Rabbit wrestling show. Uh, I must admit, I think that's the first time I'm hearing about that. Uh, White Rabbit. I'm just going to Google it right now. White Rabbit wrestling show. White Rabbit wrestling show. Let's have a look. Um, lots, lots of things to do with the uh, White Rabbit. Unfortunately, it's all recent stuff. So yeah, nothing. I'd have to. I mean, I'm sure it's there, but that looks like it's a bit more of a deep dive than what we can do live right now. But Maybe what we'll do is we'll carry that over to our Sunday stream and we'll have a look at it a bit more uh, in the Sunday stream. Uh, I've sent you something big on uh, Twitter, says Daniel. You've sent me something big on Twitter. That's what she said. Um, there's, oh man, there's loads on Twitter. Twitter, as you can imagine, is going pretty crazy. Uh, someone, uh, Jack IWF, has said, he who opens the door below. And uh, obviously there is a door that opens. So that's in Wyatt's bio. 
he who opens the door below is in uh, Bray Wyatt's uh, bio, Wyndham's bio. Uh, and people are linking that to this as well. Um, I don't know that I'd be able to find uh, that thing I was looking for, to be honest. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people sending me stuff, which is fantastic. Can I just say a big thank you to everyone that's sending things through? As we said, um, Discord's open. I'll put a link to the Discord in the description of the YouTube uh, video, this video. And I will also put it in the description of the podcast version of this that goes out. So if you do want to join our Discord, you can click on that and that will take you to the Discord. Um, and as we said on Sunday, we'll do that uh, stream as well. Uh, William said, I've sent you some emails as well. Brilliant. Keep them coming. Uh, Smurfy Toon said, do you think they could bring back the Funhouse but make it darker? I think that um, if Bray has re-signed, I've got to think that he's re-signed and negotiated the creative side of things because, uh, you know, creative differences are what caused damage to the Fiend character and Bray last time. Um, there's still plenty of people that thought it was all perfect and brilliant. There was things that happened with the Fiend character that I wasn't a fan of. And I think that some of that you might be able to put down to creative differences between Bray and Vince. I think if Bray Wyndham was to return, I think he would want some guarantees that he would have more control. Uh, I don't know that he will ever get total control, but uh, I think that he would want maybe the ability to veto things, even if he can't have total control then maybe if he can just at least say no to some things that he really doesn't want to do, like maybe losing to Goldberg um, and things along those lines. Uh, I think that uh, I've got to think that, uh, yeah, that that's that's probably been negotiated. So if that is the case and he is back and he has negotiated that, then uh, I think we will go wherever it is that Bray wants us to go to. Uh, Connor said, trust me, WWE is swerving us. It's definitely Adam Rose's bunny. Uh, did you see uh, Brendan Scott losing to my son in a one-on-one -on -one match? Sure. I've got, uh, I hold your son in high regard, Gordon. Uh, Sila said, Shikara's 2016 White Rabbit show also had Ruby Riot's Okay, is that who it was with? It was with Shikara, was it? That's interesting. Uh, David said, it's Bray Wyatt. Uh, damn it. Damn it. Hassab said, do you think Bray is going to interfere in Seth's match or Carrion's match at Extreme Rules? Um, I, I am not willing to say that it's Bray. So I'm not going to say that Bray is going to interfere in a match at Extreme Rules because I don't know that it's Bray. I think that uh, things are looking good for it to be Bray. And I think it's looking good that it's going to be revealed that Extreme Rules, if it is Bray, then uh, I think he will show himself at some point. Uh, who would he go after? I, I honestly don't know. I would have thought Alexa or Randy, considering what happened just before he left. He did say, though, that he was moving on from Alexa. His final Firefly Funhouse, he seemed quite happy. He said this was going to be a new beginning. So uh, I don't know that he would go back after Alexa. Um, and obviously he can't go after Randy. 
So I don't think Carrion, I don't think he would go after Carrion. I mean, there's no history there. So yeah, I mean, Seth, 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 Seth would be pretty good. There's obviously history there. So Seth would be pretty good. Unless it reveal, unless like maybe Dexter is with Bray. I mean, Dexter is quite psychotic. So him being with Bray, you could make it work. There's no links. There's certainly nothing that connects them, but you could make it work. And uh, then that might mean that he goes and gets involved in the Miz match as well. So hard to say if it is Bray where they will have him appear because I think you could make an argument for quite a few different matches. And obviously we don't know the full Extreme Rules card yet either, so... Uh, Stick Wrestler Creator said, Days Cole also symbolizes judgment. I wonder how that would connect. Well, I, I think the my personal feeling is that the Cole is not relevant. I think that sometimes you get the Cole answer and sometimes you get the other answer or answers if it does turn out there's more than one word. Um, and I, I'm I'm quite settled on the fact that but you do have to keep an open mind I do keep saying this and I have to do it myself so you are absolutely right to keep exploring the coal thing right so don't let me dissuade you from doing that but um I do I do like that theory I do like the theory that at Christmas you get given coal if you've been naughty and um some people get given the presents so some of you will play the game and you will get coal but some of you will play the game and you will get the actual present, the answer. And I think that's the other word. So, yeah, but keep looking into Cole. Keep thinking about Cole. I think that, that it, you know, you can still certainly explore that. But that theory is the one that I'm really stuck on. I, I really do like that theory about Cole being like what naughty children get. So if you got Cole, that's probably a reflection that you've been naughty. Uh, LZS said, we'll have to pay attention to Twitter after the shows. They've put paper on people's cars with the coordinates on them. Oh, did they? They've put paper on people's cars. Nah, you'd be, I'd be fuming. <laughs> How dare you touch my car? So, uh, yeah, they've, uh, well, actually, I wouldn't be fuming. I'd be like, wow, that's a nice piece of uh, uh, merch, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, are those, um, this was on our car after the return. So, uh, I've got the image right there. It's just the piece of paper with the coordinates on four, nine, seven, five, five, four, nine, seven, five, five. Uh, let's go back over four, nine, seven, five, five. Are those different coordinates? Are those different? The the coordinates I've got, 53.54709, are not the same as these coordinates here. So has anyone actually checked those coordinates yet? Because they're different to these coordinates. They're different. Um... Yeah, let's have a look. Let's put this up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet that right now, actually. Has anyone checked these coordinates? 
Yes. They seem different. Maybe people have. I hope they have. Um, Days, what title do you see my son winning? Um, I think he will win the 24-7. I can't. I, I do think highly of your son, but I, I don't think he's going to be getting um, anything from Roman, anything from Gunther, or anything from Bobby. So uh, it might have to be a long 24-7 uh, run for him. Uh, is SmackDown over? Yes. Cool Daddy Project said, Days, who do you have winning between Poirier and Chandler, Oliveira and Makachev? I've got Poirier and Oliveira. People are saying it's the same one. I don't know how coordinates work, to be honest, but I don't see, I don't, I don't see how you can put in those different numbers and it gives you the exact same thing unless it just points you to like, you know, just moves you over a little bit, you know, because uh, the one coordinate I think was like the building next to the arena. Maybe these are the arena. Um, Did you hear the audio get messed with on, on what buds? Lemden on what? Uh, you would think Googling it would be faster than asking someone on Twitter. I, I have no idea where to be putting them, to be honest. And to be honest, with these reviews, I don't really want to be sitting here and like faffing around on the internet. So uh, I want to be chatting with you guys and getting your thoughts. So plus also, it's just cooler to get other people to do work for you. Uh, I'm I'm very much that way inclined. Uh, I did it, said Marcus, and it leads to Roger's place. Okay. Uh, here's my question. Why won't people go after one of Roman's championships instead of both? Well, if you've got the opportunity to have both, you'd go for both, wouldn't you? Uh, Lemden said it was during the final 10 minutes. Um, I didn't, to be honest, but then I have to have the sound turned down because we do the live watch along. So commentary and sound is not something that that works that well for me. Uh, or is something I can really pick up too much on. So that's that's very interesting, Lemden. That's very interesting. Uh, Mr. DXZ said they played White Rabbit during the commercial break at 9.23. I heard they played it, the commercial break, before. So I don't know if they then did it again. That That did cross my mind about the fact that they might have just played it during the commercial break. But it got reported that it got played, I mean... Uh, yeah, they absolutely could have played it a couple of times. But I don't know. I don't know that, like, the second playing of White Rabbit is what that pointed towards. Like, that doesn't feel like what it was intended to be. This is why I think there might have been a bit of a botch with the time. Uh, Cool Daddy Projects says, Days, would you rather spend a day hanging out with McGregor or a month with Dana White? Uh, I'd, I'd spend a month with Dana White. Definitely. I mean, I've got to think if he's paying, I've got to think you'd be going all over the world, going to some nice restaurants, meeting. Just think of the people you would meet. Yeah, man, I'd do that. Definitely. Uh, Dylan said, do you think Sammy and Solo will be a tag team for now or maybe they will split? Uh, I, I think this feels like they are potentially going to team for a little bit. Um, I don't know where it's going to lead, but I suppose in a way I'm surprised the Bloodline haven't set their sights on Gunther. 
Um, they've got a few things on their plate at the moment, but I mean, you would think that Gunther, I mean, are we building towards bloodline against Imperium? Could that be something that we're going to get? And, you know, uh, someone solo or Sammy is going to want Gunther's title. I mean, they can be a tag team for a bit, but they're obviously not going to go after the tag belts. But I don't know, maybe a tag team is going to have to beat Solo and Sammy in order to get to the Usos. Maybe you've got to get through Solo and Sammy now, and that's like, you know, they're gatekeepers, if you will. So interesting, interesting. Legend Killer said, I like that tag team. Timothy said, one thing I want to see is Judgment Day version of Demon King. Uh, David said, Cole, Adam Cole, Michael Cole, Stone Cole, Steve Austin. <laughs> I like that. Uh, do you think it's The Fiend and will he have a new mask? I think that Bray is a front runner for this now. I didn't the other day, but I think more and more seem to be connecting him to this. But certainly, I'm not saying that's 100%. Do I think he'll have a new mask? I think we need to establish who this is first before speculating really about if he's going to have a new mask, new character, and all of that. Because honestly, as I keep saying, this could be Scarlet, could be Carrion, could be Baron Corbin, could be Nikki A.S.H., uh, could be Finn Balor, could be most certainly Alexa Bliss. There's uh, a few people that it could be. Uh, Rest with Andy said, breaking news after the show, Bray and Lennox Lewis performed Park Life for the crowd. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Giving me very strong uh, clash at the castle vibes. Daniel said, not sure if this is a thing, but if you take the name for the arena, Roger's Place, put it into Disney's Disney, then Roger Rabbit comes back. And what color was Roger Rabbit? Um, He was white. And on Alice with a red eye. What does that mean? What color was the rabbit? What? What? I don't understand. I don't understand the end of your comment. So if you put Roger into Disney, you get Roger Rabbit and Roger Rabbit was white. Okay, I see that. But I don't get he didn't have red eyes, did he? Did Roger Rabbit have red eyes? God, what have we become? <laughs> what have we become? It's got to the point now where WWE have got me Googling what color eyes Roger Rabbit had. And I don't even know why. Yeah, did he have red eyes, actually? Did he? No. Oh, he didn't. Damn you, Roger Rabbit. Damn you. Oh, I got excited then. I thought he had red eyes for a second. I was like, oh, my God. And, I, and even if he did, what would that mean? What would that even mean? Oh, my God. We're losing our mind. I'm losing my mind. Listen, let's go to uh, people's thoughts and scores before I completely go do lally. Uh, right, let's go down. So uh, people scored this 7.5 for this week's show. 7.5, 11 responses. Uh, eight responses went for eight. Eight responses went for seven. Six responses went for six. Three for 10, blah, 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 blah. But 11 went for 7.5. Uh, favorite part of the show. Here comes Peter Cottontail hopping down the bunny trail. Hippity hoppy. Uh, Easter is on the way. I think that's a, a connection to White Rabbit. Uh, McIntyre and cross segment. Uh, strap match announcement. Waiting for the QR code. Uh, it was an all right uh, show. But what are your thoughts on if the White Rabbit is Alistair Black? 
The only thing I would say about that is that Alistair Black um, has said he wants to go away because of mental health issues. I think if you say to your employer, I need to go away because of mental health issues and then immediately jump over to a competitor, I don't know that that's a great look. Mental health's really serious. And I believe that it's serious for Malachi Black as well. Um, I don't know. To use that, it would seem like he would have used that to have got out of his contract. And that's not a good look, to be honest. I just don't think that's a good look at all. And then, uh, so he goes like to WWE. Plus, also, there's a non compete that's in there. That non compete, I mean, obviously could be up by the time this White Rabbit thing ends, but we don't know how long that non-compete clause is. We, I mean, we don't know if it's 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. I have no idea. I don't know how long the non-compete clause is. So uh, there's a few things that's stopping me going with it being Alistair Black and Malachi. Uh, a few things that's stopping me. I like the white and the black thing, but I can't really say there's much other connection than that. So I, I, I would say that it's an outsider. Uh, my honor, Eri Oos getting his own T-shirt. Live going extreme and Usos versus Brawling Brutes. Uh, Roman giving Sammy a shirt. It was awesome, said Hayden. Sammy, an official Oos. Uh, Liv Morgan sent on and Sammy getting a new shirt. Uh, the opening segment with Bloodline and Sammy. People love that. Sammy getting his shirt. Uh, the show's opening. Uh, Braun and Otis, Vince loved that, I bet. First segment, Drew beating up Cross. Usos brawling brutes. Rabbit, someone buy me Timmy's. I wonder who that was. Looking at you, Sonny. Uh, Austin rocks the QR code. Sammy getting his shirt. Braun, Otis. Okay, so a lot of people really feeling uh, the opening segment. And the main event, in all fairness. Uh, right, let's have a look at least favorite. This can be quite interesting. Uh, I don't really have a least favorite, but I will say WWE needs to do a better job of letting us scan the QR code. I feel like they're trying to hide it from us, keep it a secret, but eventually something big will happen based on White Rabbit. Imagine WWE putting on vignettes about White Rabbit. It's kind of like what they did with Edge, but spookier and moodier. Yeah, I mean, what I'd say is about the recent Edge vignettes, there was definitely a few things in there that hinted to Bray, but nothing as Bray-heavy as what this is. Um, but we do have to keep saying that I do think there's links to other people as well. I mean, look, fire in this clue today, and there's Scarlet chucking fireballs around, so can't ignore things like that as well. So keep I keep saying it, and I'm going to keep saying it. Keep an open mind. Um, Shotzi said, I don't want to be mean, but she sucks. <laughs> uh, Liv's match was terrible. She got ragdolled around until Lacey got the kendo stick. And then the forced I'm extreme is just cringe. Uh, Austin 316, but all jokes aside, uh, Liv versus Lacey or MMM, ver MMM versus New Day. I hope that LA Knight returns, says Frenchie. Uh, being Elmer Fudd and not being able to capture that whiskey wabbit. Uh, Cross beating up Drew to end the segment with a whimper, brackets as usual. Maximum male models sucked again, but the LA Knight tease was good. Uh, nothing happened at 9.23, says Sam. 
They didn't show the code on time. First couple of matches were Dakota against uh, Raquel, Liv against Lacey, Dakota losing in a roll-up. Braun notice was too short. Lacey getting buried. Do you know what's really interesting? It's really interesting because there's people saying that Liv got beaten up and they didn't say she got buried because obviously she won, but I think there's probably Liv fans that want Liv to look stronger. And then you've got people saying that Lacey was buried because she lost. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can really win with that Liv-Lacey match. It seems whichever way you go, you're going to upset someone. If you had Liv looking really strong, then Lacey got buried. And if you have Lacey looking strong, then Liv got buried. So it's kind of hard to know what you do, really. I mean, I think what they did was probably the right thing. Um, maybe there was a bit too much offense in there for Lacey. Perhaps it needed to be a bit more 50-50 um, because it was very Lacey heavy. But I thought some of the stuff Lacey did look great. And actually, sometimes losses can make you look uh, like better than before you even had the match. Um and I think this might have done that for Lacey for me. Not for everyone, but I think Lacey was someone that didn't really compete. I've never been that impressed with her. But there was some stuff in this match that she did that I was like, damn. That kick to the chest in particular, I thought was was, was great. I mean, she really laid some stuff in today. So even though she lost, I actually think her stock rose in my eyes, for me, her stock rose. So, but yeah, I can understand if other people don't feel that way. And in fact, there's another Lacey Evans mention here. Um, Braun and Otis, uh, the Raquel match, Liv and Lacey. But there we go. Lots of uh, uh, thoughts, different thoughts. But 7.5 seems to be what we've settled on. Let's uh, just wrap this baby up, shall we? Um, because I think we've covered a lot of stuff here. Uh, we will try and do something tomorrow. We've got a couple of streams tomorrow, Saturday at the time of recording this, uh, a couple of boxing streams. I will try and get a White Rabbit video up because I feel like there's going to be more to be said and more for us to discuss. Um, really love those um, uh, things that they put on the car. I think that's great. So uh, that's clever. Um, so yeah, there'll be more. So we'll do a video on that uh, for tomorrow. And then of course, that big stream that we'll do on Sunday. Bring your best thoughts, your best theories. I want to hear them all. And uh, we'll go through all of those. Uh, John said, did we ever find out if that tattoo on Lace's face is temporary? What, the, the, <laughs> the camo? I don't think that's a tattoo. God, I hope it's not a tattoo. If it is, then she's... Uh, She's seen Cody Rhodes's neck tattoo, and she said, hold my beer. If that is a tattoo, it's not. It's just face paint, but lol. Uh, the red eyes mean allergies, says Stick Wrestler. Well, there we go. We've solved it. We've solved it. Uh, LZS said the coordinates are a residential area in Edmonton behind a mall. It's pretty much on someone's house. Um, I believe it is just Rogers Center again. That's what people were uh, saying. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think those uh, coordinates have led anywhere else. I don't think. Although it's saying that, I am getting a whole, I am getting a whole plethora of different pictures. 
But it's hard to know, isn't it? It's hard to know, like, if people are trolling or or whatnot. So, I don't know. We'll 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 look into that as well. Maybe that does need a little bit more of uh, a look. I've got people telling me it's just the same place again, but then I do have people sending me other pictures of other things. To be perfectly truthful, there's every chance that people have just put coordinates in incorrectly. So <laughs> you've got to you've got to factor in human error as well. So. Uh, right, we're done. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed SmackDown, uh, even if you didn't quite get what you was hoping for, maybe. But um, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot going on and I am loving it at the moment. So thanks a lot for watching. Really appreciate the support. And uh, hopefully I will see you again next time. Bye for now. <laughs>